Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. What do you invest in? Whether you realize it or not, you're investing every single day. You're investing time, energy, money, love, whatever superpower you're gifted with, whatever it is, all day, every day, you're investing in something. The question is, how are you investing any of those things? What's your investment strategy? Are you investing energy in spinning or in clear, decisive action? Are you investing in overwhelm or in purpose? Are you investing in distractions or in direction? Are you investing in scarcity or in overflow? Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So what you value will appreciate. What you value will grow. Whatever you invest in is what will appreciate in value. So I want you to think about what is it that you are investing in. You first need to know what resource do you want to appreciate and value. Next, you need to see, is that what you're actually investing in? How are you investing that resource? Will your investment strategy pay off in the long run? So are you investing your best resources, time, energy, money, talents? Are you investing these in a way that will grow your business and grow your value? So I saw this story earlier today, and you may have you may have heard this before, but for me, it was my first time seeing it, and I absolutely loved it. I just loved how powerful a demonstration it was to me of an abundant mindset, and so I wanted to share it with you. So I'll summarize the lead-in so that we can get to the good part. Um, basically a daughter kept trying to get her mom to make, um, the two hour drive to her home so that they could see the daffodils together. And several times the daughter pleaded, mother, you, you must come see the daffodils before they are over. So finally, though the mom dreaded the two hour drive, she promised her daughter she would come the following week. When that day came, it was cold and rainy and the mom was like, oh, I wish I hadn't done this. But nonetheless, she got in her car, she made the drive, but by the time she got there, all she wanted to do was enjoy her grandchildren and her daughter instead of getting back in the car to go see the daffodils. But her daughter convinced her to get in the car. And so this is where I'll pick up the story that is quoted from the book Celebration by Geraldine Edwards. After several minutes, I had to ask, where are we going? This isn't the way to the garage. We're going to... My garage the long way, Carolyn smiled, by way of the daffodils. Carolyn, I said sternly, please turn around. It's all right, mother, I promise. You will never forgive yourself if you miss this experience. After about 20 minutes, we turned into a small gravel road, and I saw a small church. On the far side of the church, I saw a hand-lettered sign that read, Daffodil Garden. We got out of the car and each took a child's hand and I followed Carolyn down the path. Then we turned a corner of the path and I looked up and gasped. Before me lay the most glorious sight. It looked as though someone had taken a great vat of gold and poured it down over the mountain peak and slopes. 
The flowers were planted in majestic swirling patterns, great ribbons and swaths of deep orange, white, lemon, yellow, salmon pink, saffron, and butter yellow. Each different colored variety was planted as a group so that it swirled and flowed like its own river with its own unique hue. There were five acres of flowers. But who has done this? I asked Carolyn. It's just one woman, she answered. She lives on the property. That's her home. Carolyn pointed to a well-kept farmhouse that looked small and modest in the midst of all that glory. We walked up to the house. On the patio, we saw a poster. Answers to the question I know you are asking was the headline. The first answer was a simple one. 50,000 bulbs, it read. The second answer was, one at a time by one woman. Two hands, two feet, and very little brain. The third answer was, began in 1958. There it was, the daffodil principle. For me, that moment was a life-changing experience. I thought of this woman whom I had never met, who more than 40 years before had begun, one bulb at a time, to bring her vision of beauty and joy to an obscure mountaintop. Still, just planting one bulb at a time, year after year, had changed the world. This unknown woman had forever changed the world in which she lived. She had created something of ineffable, indescribable magnificence, beauty, and inspiration. The principle her daffodil garden taught was one of the greatest principles of celebration. That is, learning to move toward our goals and desires one step at a time, often just one baby step at a time, and learning to love the doing, learning to use the accumulation of time. When we multiply tiny pieces of time with small increments of daily effort, we too will find we can accomplish magnificent things. We can change the world. I just loved that excerpt from that book. And so when I read it today, it just was like, yep, that is totally uh, an abundant mindset that this unknown unknown woman had. Because one of the things my clients struggle with is investing their time. And it's because they don't think of it as an investment. They think of it as an expenditure. So an investment will appreciate in value. It will have a return. While an expenditure is basically a one-time expense that you get no future benefit from. But regardless of the outcome, whatever time you spend and whatever you spend your time on, when you spend it intentionally, nothing is wasted. Something good can always come of it. So time, you've probably heard this before, but time is a mental construct, just like money. Now, some of my clients also struggle with the idea that they're wasting money when they spend it. But one, one, one person considers a waste, one other person might consider a treasure. So, you know, the mom in this story thought it was a waste of time to go see some silly daffodil garden. That is until she arrived and experienced and not just saw, but you can tell by her writing that she truly experienced the unmatched beauty of that garden. 
So what if what you consider a waste of time could produce over time something that magnificent? Would you consider it a waste? And how do you know when you're actually spending those small amounts of time whether or not it's going to be a waste? Because someone could have considered this a waste of this unknown woman time, the one that was planting a few bulbs here and there, but it turned out to be an investment. She valued that time and she valued what she spent it on. And that's why it wasn't a waste for her. It turns out that it actually appreciated in value over time. So look at all the people that benefited from her small efforts after, you know, over that period of time, because she was clear and she was focused. She persisted. She didn't give up. She kept going. So what are you focused on today that could produce something magnificent later? Notice where your focus is. Notice what you're investing in. Notice what's on your calendar. Notice what's on your credit or debit card statement. Notice how you spend your physical energy. Notice how you spend your mental energy. Are they expenditures or are they investments? And then ask yourself, what about those expenditures or those investments is important to you? How are those investments serving you? Are are those investments focused on what you want to appreciate and value? So everything that I work on, on with my clients can be applied to their clients, to the people that they serve. And so that's how their investment in coaching is appreciating in value because it's growing them. And not only is it growing them, but it's growing their clients. So when you coach with me, you're not just working on yourself, which is enough. It's valuable in and of itself but you're also working on what you have to offer your clients. You're growing yourself, but you're also growing your clients at the same time. Everything you do can be used for your good and for your client's good. So nothing is wasted. So it's like interest that will compound over time, just like the daffodils, right? Those compounded over time, their beauty, um, compounded over time or her efforts compounded over time to create that beauty of that garden. And so it's truly an investment because it will appreciate in value. It's kind of like a real estate investment, except um, you're investing in the real estate in your mind, the real estate of your mind. You're making that real estate much more valuable. And so I think of coaching sort of like investing in real estate. I think of it as a sure bet. If you keep investing in it, it will inevitably pay off. It will appreciate in value. So coaching is like a real estate investment, except you're investing in the real estate in your mind. Investing in that real estate will definitely appreciate in value and it will continue to pay off even throughout your lifetime. So when you become more aware of how you're investing your resources, whether it's time, money, energy, you know, whatever it is, your, your talents, you can examine your investment strategy for that particular resource. And then you can start to see how you've been intentional and how you've been unintentional. And you can start to decide how will you shift your investment portfolio as a result of becoming more aware of what you've been investing in. And that 
will help you become more intentional with your investment strategy. And so to help you do this, I have an assignment for you. So here's your assignment. First, you want to just pick one valuable resource to focus on, whether it's time, money, energy, your talents, or just pick something that you want to value, something that you want to appreciate over time. Now, notice how you're investing that particular resource. What are you investing it in? How are you investing it? And what's your long-term strategy? So ask yourself, why did you decide on that particular investment strategy for that resource? And decide on just one thing that you want to try tweak about that strategy. What do you want to do differently with that investment strategy? How do you want to change how you invest that resource? So for example, if you decide that your time is what you want to appreciate and value, then decide how you want to invest. Decide how much you want to invest. How much time do you want to invest? For example, you know, so maybe I feel a little scattered, which means my time isn't focused. You know, maybe I don't get as much done as I want to. So maybe I decide that I want to invest 20 minutes and not spend 20 minutes, but I want to invest 20 minutes before I get to work for the day, generating the feeling of focused. And then throughout the day, if I notice that I'm getting less focused or I'm getting more scattered, then I'll take time out one or two minutes every couple of hours to get back into that focused energy by reconnecting with my body, reconnecting with my purpose, reconnecting with my mission or who I'm becoming, just feeling who I am in my higher brain. And at the end of every day, maybe I'll invest another five minutes debriefing on how that day went, what went well, what didn't go well, what would I do differently? And not from a place of judging myself, but from a place of being patient, being curious, feeling compassionate with myself, inquisitive or optimistic, or maybe encouraging, you know, deactivating that inner critic and activating my inner wisdom and, you know, having a place, a perspective of maybe peace and possibility for tomorrow. So your investment strategy doesn't have to be complicated or take a lot of time in order for you to see a return on your investment. It doesn't have to be elaborate or perfect. The goal is not to be perfect, but to be more intentional. So let me recap the assignment for you. Pick just one valuable resource to focus on, time, money, energy, or something that you want to bring more value to or want to appreciate and value. Notice how you're investing that particular resource. Ask yourself why you decided on that investment strategy. Decide just one thing you want to change about that investment strategy and then implement that strategy by measuring that over the next seven days. So then you can ask yourself, how will you invest your top resources to sign more clients, help more people, and make more money? Because you are made for more. I'm Jill Wright, the money coach for life coaches. Because we are really good at solving other people's problems because we were made for this. That doesn't mean we don't have drama of our own. (laughs) 
I know I have my share. So many life coaches have a limited money mindset, a scarcity mindset. What you believe about yourself and about making money as a coach is just not true. And it's those lies that are keeping so many of you from making the money that you deserve to make. If this is you, you could be here listening to this podcast for a reason, to detect those lies and uncover the truth that will free you up to make that money and that impact because detecting money lies is what I do. Now, I have a spot for you right now. Come master your money mindset. Let me show you how to detect money lies and show you the truth that lives inside of you so you can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money. Whether you just want to see if you're believing money lies or you want help exploring your relationship with money, I'll help you figure out the path to building a solid foundation for your growing business. Go ahead and schedule your value call. Just come and get coached. Get to know what money lies you're believing. It doesn't even matter if you can afford it or not. It doesn't matter if you're not ready to hire a coach. That's why I call it a value call and not a sales call or a mini session or a consult. It's not about me selling my program. It's all about you and finding out what you need to move forward in your business. That's my mission, to equip and empower coaches to get out there and equip and empower other women because that's who I love working with. Women that are called to equip and empower other women. If that's you and you're not doing that at the level you want to, we have to talk about that. We have to figure out what you want to do about it. So even if you know you're not ready to hire a coach, even if you think you can't afford it, then still schedule a call. If you think you can afford me, then you probably don't need a money coach. <laughs> if you think you uh, that your limited money mindset is holding you back, if you think you might be believing money lies, just book a value call. It's simple. It's easy. There's no pressure, just pure value. Go to jillwrightcoaching.com, click on the work with me page and book your value call. I'll see you there.